Hey there, I'm Brooke Miller, registered dietitian, certified lactation counselor, and a mama who's helped hundreds of moms feel like themselves again after baby, boost their energy, mood, metabolism, and even their milk supply. Inside of the Postpartum Reset Podcast, you'll learn how to take care of your health so that you can show up best for the ones you care about most. Each week, we'll tackle topics like nutrition, exercise, breastfeeding, mental health, and so much more. Plus, you'll get exclusive access to guest experts who will share different ways to make your pregnancy and postpartum experience so much easier. Whether you're approaching the postpartum period or you're right in the thick of it, you're in the right place. Let's dive into today's topic. Hello, Mama, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here today. I am going to be talking about one of the most common things that I get asked as a dietitian is, do I need to track all of my calories? Do I need to track every single macro I'm eating? And let's just dive into this topic because this is a lot to unpack. So first and foremost, the one thing that I don't love about calorie tracking and tracking and weighing every single morsel of food is first and foremost, as moms, we already have so much on our plate. And so trying to scan all of our foods in my fitness pal or trying to weigh out every single thing, it is just very, very time consuming. Something else that can happen with a lot of moms who start to do this is it can lead us down a road of obsession with numbers. And this is something that I found myself doing when I was in college. And so I would track everything in my fitness pal. And all of a sudden I would look at the rest of my day and it was, you know, 8 PM. And I'm like, Oh, I have 300 calories left today. And it's 8 PM. I I need to like, I need to eat something. And so I'd go grab chips or Doritos or whatever else college students were eating at that time. And I would just go eat something that I wasn't even necessarily planning to eat just because I had enough calories in my day. Something else that I would find myself some days were other days, you know, I would end at 5 p.m. and I had reached my calorie limit for the day, but I was starving. And keep in mind, I was a college athlete. I was exercising. Sometimes my practices, because I was a pitcher, I would be there sometimes for four hours. Okay. So I was putting myself on this really restrictive low calorie diet. I was drinking slim fast on my way to practice. Is that even a thing anymore? I don't know. And I would see like five o'clock and I was like, oh, I'm not allowed to eat anything for the rest of the day, even though I just did a four hour workout and I was, and I was starving. Right. And so I, that's the thing I just don't love because our needs change daily. So if you exercise a lot, if you are pumping or breastfeeding more that day, if you got poor sleep, like there are a lot of factors that determine what our calorie needs are. And they are not identical every single day because our needs change every single day. And so that is the one thing I don't well, that's another thing that I don't love about it is that sometimes it will like will allow ourselves permission to eat something that we wouldn't normally eat, or you know, we will end up ignoring our hunger and fullness cues. Like I'm starving, I need to eat something, but I'm not allowed to, right? And so this can create just a really unhealthy relationship with food and with our body. And I also want to remind you that when we're looking at calories, calories are neutral. Calories are energy. So they're not good. They're not bad, right? But if we're eating 2000 calories a day and all we're eating is McDonald's, processed foods, candy, our body is going to respond very, very differently than if we're eating 2000 calories a day of 
fruits, vegetables, meats, healthy fats, right? And so even though I could put two women on a 2,000 calorie a day diet, and they are eating very, very, very different foods, their bodies, their metabolism, their hormones, their blood sugar, their cholesterol, like all of these things are going to respond very, very differently. And so at the end of the day, calories are important to an extent. Like we need to meet our calorie needs because what ends up happening is if we're not meeting our calorie needs, if we are going on a really low calorie diet, if we're going on a really restrictive diet, what ends up happening is our metabolism adapts, our metabolism slows down, we start to lose water weight, we start to lose muscle mass, and that is not good for our overall body. So calories are important. We want to make sure that we're meeting our calorie needs. But more important than that is we want to make sure that we're eating calories that makes our bodies feel our best, like nutrient-dense foods, fruits, vegetables, meats, healthy fats, um, fish, you know, all of these, a wide variety of foods. We don't want to just eat something because, you know, we're allowed 300 more calories for that day. And so the quality of our nutrients, the quality of our calories are actually, you know, they're important in how our body is going to feel and function. And so the other thing that I really don't love about tracking every single thing, besides the fact that it's time consuming and it can lead us down a road of obsession, is it really pulls us away from our hunger and fullness signals. And so I just remember back in the day, like there would be some days where I would count my calories and I would be under that day and I felt okay, or I would meet the, my calorie needs that day and I felt fine, right? And then there would be other days where I would hit that amount and I would feel so incredibly hungry. And it was because first and foremost, I was you know, probably exercising different that day, but also I was eating very different things. And so again, if I'm eating a thousand calories earlier in the day, but my I'm not eating enough protein or fiber, then I'm going to feel more hungry and more hungry. I'm going to have more cravings. And and so that is like something we want to pay attention to. But the other thing is when we're so fixated on the numbers and weighing our food and tracking every single thing that we're eating, then it just pulls us away from being able to tune into our hunger and fullness. And really, we want to get to this place where we can tune into our hunger and fullness signals and it will guide you. So when I'm done with a meal right now, I can, I can, I know like this meal should keep me satisfied for two to three hours. If it's not, if it, if it's like an hour later and I'm craving something sweet or it's an hour later and I'm feeling hungry again, then I can look back on that meal. I can look back at my previous meals that day. And I know now because through all this practice, I can look back and say, Oh, I did not eat enough protein at lunch. That's why. Or, Ooh, I really should have had an after or a mid-morning snack or, oh, yeah, I didn't have my usual breakfast with eggs this morning. I, I had a half a bagel and that was it. And then I ran out the door. And so I'm really good now at being able to look at my hunger and fullness before and after my meals and easily being able to identify and assess, oh, here's, here's where I needed to make an adjustment or here's where I need to make an adjustment in the future. And that's really the goal is to get so good at leaning into your own internal cues that it will guide you moving forward in the future. Now, let's talk about what what things can be helpful to track. So a lot of times when moms especially join the postpartum reset or, you know, I work with them one-on-one, some things I, I want to know from them is like, how often are you eating? What is your typical eating pattern look like? You know, how many meals and snacks are you eating? Is it consistent timing? Because that really makes a difference. I also want to know what their protein needs are and where they are. So most women 
most, most, most women are very under their protein needs. And when we are not eating enough protein, we're going to feel hungry more frequently. We're not going to feel satisfied after meals. Something else that a lot of moms are low on the list for are fiber. They're not eating enough fruits and vegetables and fiber. And so this can cause, you know, digestive issues. This can also make us feel hungry more frequently. And so there are, those are two things that I really like moms to track initially is let's track your protein for a few days, your grams of protein, and let's track your fiber for a few days. And then there's calculations in there on, and they can either calculate themselves or have me help them where I'm like, okay, this is your protein range. And this is, you know, how many grams of fiber we're aiming for. And of course this varies person by person. And let's see if we can get in the ballpark. And then if a mom is tracking for a week and she's like, okay, you know, I'm on the low range, but I'm actually like within the range or, or man, I'm 40 grams away. Then that that's where we can make an adjustment and say, okay, you have tracked this for three days straight and your protein needs are consistently 30 to 40 grams under. We need to add in a snack. We need to add in, or maybe two snacks, or we need to change this. Or if their fiber is really low or really high, you know, asking questions like, are you having digestive issues and bloating or, you know, digging into that a little bit further and saying, okay, you know, your fiber's really low. We need to add in some fruits or veggies here. We need to add in some sort of snack here. And so I actually really like tracking protein and fiber very short term just to see if we are in the ballpark range. If you've been wanting to reach your healthiest weight and feel like yourself again postpartum without having to sacrifice your favorite foods or your milk supply, I've got a free workshop just for you. Inside of this free workshop, you'll discover how to boost energy, mood, metabolism, and even protect your milk supply. You'll learn common mistakes that moms make that actually cause exhaustion, mood swings, low milk supply, and weight loss resistance to become worse, things that moms don't even realize. And you'll learn the proven three-step method to heal your hormones and metabolism after baby so you can go from surviving to thriving postpartum. Plus, as a free gift, you'll get my postpartum snack guide when you come hang out with us. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to save your seat today. Spots are limited. See you there. Something else that you can track or pay attention to or look at is looking at ingredient labels. And so when I'm comparing ingredient labels of certain foods and brands, I want to try to find something that is higher fiber or higher protein or has more, you know, healthy fat in it. And so I'm always trying to find the most nutrient dense version, or even for instance, comparing peanut butter. I always buy peanut butter that are just peanuts and salt, like two ingredients, very simple. There's not all this additives, but I could look in the peanut butter aisle and I could find other, other peanut butter brands where there's, you know, palm, palm oil and there's sugar and there's like all these added things. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to eat that peanut butter I like the taste of just the peanuts and salt version. And so why would I get something that has all of these additional ingredients? And so when I'm looking at ingredient labels and comparing products, I'm usually, if I'm comparing two cottage cheeses and one has three ingredients and one has 30 ingredients, like I'm going to choose the one that has three ingredients. So I just tend to always choose the version. And so it is great to be informed. It is great to pay attention to some of these things where it becomes a problem is when we are doing this long term, where we feel like we can't even go out to eat. Like, I don't even know what to order because I don't know exactly how many calories are in it. I don't know how many grams of protein are in it. 
that's where we don't want to go down that path. We don't want to go down the path where we feel like we can't go out to eat. We can't go on vacation. We are limiting ourselves. We just want to get to a place where we feel generally informed about, okay, so I know roughly how many grams of protein I need in a day. I know roughly how many grams of fiber. I know which foods have, you know, higher forms and lower forms. And I know even if I go out to eat or even if I order something, I know if I order like a side salad as as another appetizer, that can help me get my fiber in. Or I know if I'm going out to eat and I'm comparing two things, you know, maybe I'm comparing fish or a vegetarian option and you know, you know what? I'm going to get the fish because it has fat, it has healthy fat in it, it has protein in it. And I know I'll feel fuller longer versus getting the vegetarian option. So I know some of you listening might be vegetarian. And of course, like in that case, it's a little bit different for you, but it can be helpful to understand all of this stuff so that you can make better informed decisions. And the other thing is like, you are not going to be perfect. So even if you're tracking your foods all day, every day, you will have days where you are not perfect. And when we get into this obsession of, I need to do this perfectly. I need to, you know, this all or nothing mentality. And I need to meet my protein needs every single day. And you're going to have off days. And so that's just setting us up for long-term failure to feel like we need to do all of this perfectly. And so just a reminder, you do not need to eat perfectly. You do not need to, you know, hit your calorie needs and even truthfully, when I'm helping moms postpartum, you know, realize like how many calories they need to eat postpartum, it varies based on like how much milk they're producing and how many months postpartum they are. And if they had a C-section or if they had a vaginal delivery and then knowing like, Hey, here's your general range. You don't need to track your calories every day, but let's, you know, if you need to track it for a day or two, just to see if you're even close to that range, then feel free to do that. And so for most moms, that's not triggering. But again, there are some moms who have a history of disordered eating or an eating disorder. And even the thought of like calculating their protein or fiber or calorie needs could spiral them. And so, you know, it's just, we're all in different unique places and you have the power to identify, is this going to trigger me to track or count certain things? And if it is, then maybe that's not the time for you to go go down that road. Um, if you're in a place where you feel like, yeah, I can absolutely make informed decisions and nothing is going to trigger me. And I just want to know generally where I'm at and where I can make improvements. And that's a great place to start. So I hope this was helpful for you. Let me know, send me a DM on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode or, you know, if you have any thoughts about it or questions about it, I would love to hear from you and I will see you in the next episode, mama. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and listening to the Postpartum Reset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share this episode with a mom friend and leave me a written review. This helps the podcast reach and help even more moms. Come say hi and connect over at Instagram at Nutrition for Mamas.